Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Top Stories, the show which tells you the most important news in the world, potentially years after it happened, as it was originally reported on the Bugle podcast. I am Andy Zaltzman. Now, in December 2009, some serious cost-cutting measures were needed as a recession loomed in the UK. Bingo! And UFOs were, of course, the obvious places to save a pound or two. This is from issue 98 of the Bugle, entitled... Britain can no longer afford defence against aliens, with me and John Oliver. Top story this week, Britain is <laughs> Andy, Great Britain may be about to be not so great anymore. In fact, it may not even be good again. <laughs> Details of the UK economy came out this week, which seem to suggest that Britain is in a Disney world of shit. <laughs> We are the man walking away from the casino at six in the morning with his pockets inside out, working out what to tell his wife. We haven't just sold our children's Christmas bikes to fund our gambling habit. We've sold their great-grandchildren's bikes too. Hover bikes they were going to be. That's what really stings. Figures announced reveal that the UK is operating with the largest deficit in peacetime history. That means that the last time we had a deficit like this, we were at least using that money to stop Hitler from taking over the world. 
At least, in hindsight, that didn't seem like a luxury purchase. <laughs> you can't really have buyer's remorse with purchasing something like Freedom from the Nazi Party. <laughs> but this time, we've spent even more money, only instead of fighting fascism, we've bought plasma screen TVs and houses we can't afford. <laughs> and banks, as well. And banks, yeah. So, for more than they're probably worth. Yep. But, uh, you're right, the end of the world is nigh. If by world you mean Britain, which you might as well... Sorry, I wrote that line in the 1850s. <laughs> but the pre-budget report took place, and uh, it did reveal that Britain as a nation is totally financially screwed. The Sun newspaper, the rogue, distant cousin of this audio publication that we're hoping not to have spent too much of Christmas with, <laughs> it's got anger management issues and shouts a lot, uh, it ran with the headline, Darling, that's the Chancellor Alistair Darling, the, the headline was, uh, Darling just screwed more people than Tiger Woods, in massive letters on the front page, meaning... Presumably in excess of about eight. Uh, <laughs> inferring that perhaps the worst effects of the recovery from the financial crisis were being focused on young women uh, who use too much makeup. It's pretty vague uh, to say more people than Tiger Woods screwed, John, but I guess yeah. that's, um, maybe that's a compliment to the Chancellor that uh, in resolving the economic crisis he's only managed to affect about ten people. Yeah. Clearly he is the genius that no one claims he is. <laughs> it does seem the recession is going to be quite a bit rougher in the UK than elsewhere. And it's hard to fully understand why without understanding at least something about economics, which I don't and am not willing to do. <laughs> but it seems it has a lot to do with Iceland mortgages and institutionalised greed. Would that sweeping generalisation be fair, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that seems about right. The are, are any of those things wrong? <laughs> I don't, they don't feel wrong. You know, we all like Iceland. Yeah. We all like to have a house. And if we weren't greedy, we'd all starve to death. There you go. Yeah. The medical diagnosis for the uh, British economy seems to be just short of calling for an emergency priest to come and administer the last <laughs> rites, but only just short of that. That priest is very much still on call and is being told to keep his voice warmed up. <laughs> I think by this time next year we will probably be a suburb of Monte Carlo. <laughs> if the diagnosis is this serious, then what is the government's prescription? Well, there was good and bad news for the people of Britain this week. Uh, surprisingly good news for bingo players, as... <laughs> Bingo duty is said to be cut from 22% to 20%. Strange to see bingo get so high up that list. <laughs> bingo turns out to be an unexpected priority for people. <laughs> it's like waiting until the Titanic is halfway through sinking and then immediately promising to improve the breakfast menu. <laughs> Well, I don't know, John. You know, it's just one of the necessities of modern politics, that politicians have to be seen to be catering to groups like that. You know, they, yeah. they have to be seen to be committed to the armed forces, and they have to be seen to be giving a fair deal to old women who like bingo. <laughs> is bingo big in America? Uh, I don't think so. Right. I've not seen it. I mean, I mean, I know it, they play it, but I've not. I don't right. think it has quite the same smash appeal as it okay. does in Britain. Because, uh, obviously, uh, originated... I mean, it's one of the things we inherited from the uh, the Romans, bingo. Right, really? Uh, the word bingo is, of course, a Latin verb, bingo, bingere, binxi, binctum, <laughs> meaning to randomly cross off numbers as yep. they're uh, pulled out of a bag. Did it again? You used that degree again, yeah, though, didn't you? Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. That's 18 years well spent. <laughs> the bad news came for bankers, with the announcement of the government's intention to impose a one-off... 50% tax on bank bonuses of more than £25,000. But even this was not enough for some people. Max Hastings in the Daily Mail argued that Stalin would have shot them. Well, <laughs> that, 
may have been true, Max, but <laughs> you really don't want to judge yourself against the moral barometer that is Joseph Stalin. <laughs> or you can quickly find yourself rounding up poets and sending them to labour camps. <laughs> Believe me, that can happen fast. <laughs> well, if you've got the right train system, it can. But is this actually going to even work with these bankers, bearing in mind that the answer to that question is no. <laughs> Don't underestimate these consequence Houdinis getting away untouched again. These fiscal escapologists are already working out ways to avoid having to contribute their minimum legal requirement of tax. <laughs> what we have to understand is the only thing they're really guilty of, Andy, is loving money. That and fraud. <laughs> <laughs> they love money too much. They just can't handle seeing it taken away and frittered on schools and services when it could be disappearing up their noses in powder form. <laughs> it's the love that dare not speak its name, or yeah. at least dare not speak it on a tax return. <laughs> <laughs> you can bet that they're already working out ways of getting around this, Andy. Deferring payments, paying larger salaries instead of bonuses. If there's a loophole, they'll find it. And if there isn't a loophole, they'll go ahead and <laughs> tie one themselves and then find that. <laughs> Got to feel a bit sorry for Alistair Darling, though. It's, he's on to a loser with this job. and uh, But he did make the startling claim that the recovery was starting from, quote, a position of strength, which led to the kind of childish guffaws from the opposition front bench that it probably explain why no-one likes them either. <laughs> and it was sort of the equivalent of a boxer lying on the canvas with his head spinning, with a blurry vision of his opponent, the referee, leaning over him, counting to ten and wondering if he's still alive. And then that boxer thinking to himself, well, that one must have hurt his fist. <laughs> Taking the positives. I think, you know, that's good. Britain's finances are definitely a real horror story. We need, as a country, one of those financial experts from TV reality shows to sit down with all of us and say, look at your incomings, look at your outgoings, face the fact that I'm going to cut up all your credit cards and you can't buy any more pottery dolphins. <laughs> you don't need them. Well, I think that might be what effectively happens. <laughs> Only that person is going to be the IMF or the World <laughs> Bank. Yeah. We're going to be a third world country by this time next year. We won't be, but it's good to say that. Yeah. Where else can Britain tighten its belts, Andy? Well, British ambassadors have had their belts tightened a few notches for them <laughs> as the Chancellor is cutting their perks by £13 million a year. They're going to have to fly economy on flights under five hours and their receptions are going to be a lot less lavish. Wow. <laughs> Where is the attraction in becoming an ambassador now, Andy? The whole point was to experience pure decadence, <laughs> such as mountainous trays of Ferrero Rocher, the choice of all confectionery Caligulas. And now what? A few bits of cheese and pineapple on a stick? Is that really going to make someone take a job which involves opening unending numbers of supermarkets? I would have thought not. Those Ferrero Rochers really take the edge off anyone's day. <laughs> I'm just worried that we will just run out of diplomacy and we have a diplomat a key diplomat halfway through a delicate meeting with a volatile despot somewhere being awfully polite and diplomatic and manoeuvring British interests into a position of strength when all of a sudden his diplomacy budget runs out and he blurts out no mate you're a <laughs> also and here's another cutback we're making I hope you're sitting down for this <laughs> the UK Ministry of Defence has officially decided to close down its UFO reporting service, no! saying that it is, and I quote, an inappropriate use of defence resources. 
The Ministry has closed down the voicemail and email addresses as well, <laughs> formerly available for reported sightings. That phone line, I'm guessing, was undoubtedly used for reported sightings, but I would have thought more used for late-night prank phone calls. <laughs> Uh, so there was this uh, fascinating statement on the Ministry of Defence website reporting on this closing down of the uh, UFO reporting service. It said, the MOD has no opinion on the existence or otherwise of extraterrestrial life. <laughs> that can't possibly be true. <laughs> that cannot be true. I mean, it's proved that it's not true by shutting down its UFO reporting service. <laughs> However, it continues, in over 50 years... No UFO report has revealed any evidence of a potential threat to the United Kingdom. Whoa! Where did that come from? Well, that's kind of that's kind of ambiguous, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because, you know, it, there might be a threat to the planet Earth. Yeah. But maybe they've only found UFOs that are willing to cut a deal with Britain in yeah. order to attack the rest of the planet. Great news. We could be back on top again. Yeah. Recession or no recession. That is definitely not saying there are no little green men coming down to see Britain. It continues, as you said, it's an inappropriate use of defence resources. <laughs> Furthermore, responding to reported UFO sightings diverts MOD resources from tasks that are relevant to defence. <laughs> this is why our troops have not been adequately equipped in the wars we've been involved in, John, because we spend... I don't know what the exact budget is. Uh, I think it's around £3 billion a year manning this phone line. It's complacency, John. That's what I'm worried yeah. about. It's the complacency. Well, the British Flight Sources Bureau has apparently warned the government to be on their toes. <laughs> and you know what? They're right. We've left ourselves wide open here, Andy. <laughs> now would be the perfect time for the aliens to strike. Now that we've reassigned the one-man desk job at £40,000 a year that was allocated to the branch. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, do tell everyone you meet and or know about it or leave a nice review or comment somewhere where people might see it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.